This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, April 11th. Rudy Gobert threw a punch at a teammate in a huddle during an NBA game. There was just no way around uh, not suspending Gobert uh, for that action. Now, listen, I think this organization, they're not happy with either player, Rudy Gobert or Kyle Anderson. I think they felt certainly Kyle Anderson played a role uh, in escalating it. He didn't throw a punch, uh, but he kept on Rudy Gobert verbally. And I think what part of what Rudy Gobert was trying to say uh, to Anderson in the huddle was that he was playing injured, that he was giving it what he could. Uh, and so I think those were all factors. The, the punch thrown at Kyle Anderson, mm. it wasn't thrown at his head, it was at his chest wasn't necessarily trying to injure him but you can't do it and so now- yeah you can't you can't do that Corey so <laughs> the the big story of yesterday is that uh, Rudy Gobert is suspended as Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN just mentioned there he's suspended for the play in game tonight after throwing that punch at Kyle Anderson so the Timberwolves travel to Los Angeles or traveled to Los Angeles. They'll play the Lakers tonight. It's a late tip-off, 9 o'clock start time. Jaden McDaniels is not going to play because he fractured his hand after punching a wall. Of course, earlier, remember a couple, like a week and a half ago, Nas Reed got hurt. Nas Reed. He's going to be out. And then, yeah, the Timberwolves yesterday suspended Rudy Gobert for this game tonight, the play-in game against the Lakers. Some hilarious things out on social media, including Woj having to tweet words. You never would have expected a guy like Woj to tweet out. Super funny uh, to follow along with that. And that's probably a a pretty good giveaway as to what I want to ask you. But um, uh, you've been deep diving this a little more. You've been reading things, watching things. Uh, You have a little better perspective, I think, of what's happening behind the scenes. What have you found, anyway, with this Rudy Gobert situation, which is, um, A, embarrassing, and B, kind of hilarious? Yeah, it's embarrassingly hilarious. Like, people on Twitter are dunking on the Wolves for the trade of Rudy Gobert. And, like, look, let let me put it to you this way. National NBA fans, you think you can hurt me? I've had to watch the 2010 Wolves. You can't... I'm, I'm indestructible here. I've watched the Wolves since 2008. Like, they, it's... Whatever. Anyway. CJ, they existed for 20 years before that. That's what I'm saying. It's Not like, much better than that. Exactly. Well, like, <laughs> I've, I I, just... You have arguably seen the best era of Timberwolves in Timberwolves history. Yeah, but see, but I barely remember, if at all, the <laughs> Kevin Garnett years. So it pretty much was after that. And so it's not. It's the not, Kevin Garnett run was awesome and short lived. Very short lived. Uh, but uh, the point with Rudy Gobert, I think, and you heard Woj talk about it there, and this must have came directly from a team official because basically the gist is: look, Rudy Gobert shouldn't have punched him, but also, what was Kyle Anderson doing, instigating in that situation? Now, this isn't defending Rudy Gobert because obviously, don't. Don't punch a guy. And this Gobert thing has been bubbling under the surface. Like, that's it's not to make excuses. It is to say, like, there is some new light being shed on this situation, which is that Kyle Anderson, uh, if I, my lip reading is correct, basically called uh, Gobert the B-word in a huddle. Just something there's, you probably There's no can't. lip that's confirmed. Like, yeah. Like, every... L- Woj used that word in his 
in his tweet. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. And for Gobert, he's like, man, this is game 82 of the season. We need to win this game to get into the first play-in. I'm playing hurt. Rudy Gobert was questionable in that game with back spasms. So it wasn't like he was just kind of out there giving it halfway. Uh, Now, yesterday in a Woj tweet or in a Woj video where he was doing an ESPN hit on Sunday when he quoted saying, you know, get a rebound, get a steal, get a block, whatever, between Gobert and Anderson. Apparently, a Wolves player texted uh, Dane Moore, who's a Wolves uh, beat writer independently, said, uh, so guys are just going to go on TV making stuff up, huh? Which either means, one, it's PR. Like, they're trying to kind of say, hey, everything that they're telling you is fake. Don't listen to that you know, to try and keep everything under wraps or it actually didn't happen and everybody's kind of running with the first thing they hear. But I think in this entire saga, I think the important thing to remember is one, Gobert shouldn't punch a guy. Two, this is embarrassing. And I think the most important thing of all is that he's suspended. It's the right move by the team. You need to send a message. Now, Gobert, Uh, can come back and play if the Wolves win tonight and they have a series against Memphis. Rudy Gobert will be back. And the Wolves, in a tweet from uh, John Krasinski, who covers the Timberwolves for The Athletic, said basically they're viewing this as just another bump in the road of a very bumpy season. They're not trying, this is to them, they're trying not to let it melt down their entire year. They're trying to move past that they're doing all the right things. Uh, But... More importantly, Corey, uh, they're trying to win tonight against the Lakers, and there's no Nas Reed, like you mentioned, and no Rudy Gobert. That means Carl Anthony Towns and who, Luca Garza, are going to have to guard Anthony Davis tonight? Uh, no, I think Luca is out on his two-way contract deal unless he got the call-up. But right, hold right, on, yeah. I don't want to jump to that yet. Uh, we can talk about the Lakers here in a second. There's some, there's some things to, act, like, okay, cool, we gave a nice timeline of, of what happened. But there's some things I think that are important to read between the lines here. Yeah. One is, um, to get to the embarrassing portion of this, uh, it's ridiculous. Like, there, there's moments when you look at it where, where act, you... You actually think, like, it makes sense if someone from the other team is instigating uh-huh. and you punch a guy from the other team. Even if you want to argue if that was a punch or not, if it was more of a shove, if it was a, hey, man, step back. Like a, pr- like a not, more of a backhand kind of deal. Well, it, ju- it just was like, yeah. it was, uh, I've had enough of this. It's like a, That was like a warning shot, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so from that standpoint of... It makes more sense if it's the other team doing it, and you're like, get off me, bro. But it's your own teammate, so that's the, the stuff that's that's kind of hard. One of the reasons we like Kyle Anderson is because he is an adult in the room, and he is. Um, I've learned now over the last 24 hours or, or so, a little more, that he's known for this despite his demeanor, and his demeanor is that of stoic, you know, he his facial expressions never change. He is very upfront, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily know that about him until this point. But it was immediately the first thing everyone said: "This is who he is. He's an in-your-face kind of guy. He's not going to mince words." And and that's okay. Now I agree. Did he probably instigate a little bit? Yeah, I mean, yes. He called. <laughs> I mean, he did call him a b-word, but also. 
you think that's the first time he's been called that this year? Do you think that's the first time Kyle Anderson used that word with anybody in the entire I don't think so. That's that's how Kyle Anderson gets people going. If you want to agree with it or don't want to agree with it, I guess I'll leave right. that up to you. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Well, keep in mind, too, that quote we mentioned yesterday from Chris Hine of the Star Tribune, and he said that he was quoting players on a story about Anderson's leadership, and when it came to Gobert, he said, yeah, he'll say a lot of stuff. He's like, I try not to take it personally. And yes, and on Sunday, it felt like he did take that one personally, because in and I'm not trying to defend Gobert, but I'm just saying... Based on this new information, Gobert's like I'm playing hurt, man. Like I'm trying to help the team no, here. I don't. I don't think you can. I think defending Gobert a little bit is, yeah. is turns out, um, someone can call you fat your whole life, and then if somebody else calls you fat, you take it personally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or they call you fat your whole life, and then the one time they catch you at the wrong moment, they call you fat, and you're like, "Ouch, man!" Like this is probably not the first time Kyle Anderson right called out Rudy Gobert. And but this was the one time where Gobert was like, "Yo, man, I didn't. There was a chance I wasn't even going to play in this game, and I'm playing. Like, this is a must-win game. Yeah, this isn't the. What are you? This isn't Detroit, you're man. Ro- you might have been right ninety-nine times in a row. You, you, you're probably wrong on this one. So I, I don't think this is necessarily like picking sides or. Yeah, you can. I, I can not like necessarily what Kyle Anderson did. Personally, I'm not that sort of guy, but I don't disagree with what he did. And I don't like that Rudy Gobert punched someone, but I kind of understand it. I don't condone any of the actions here, but at the same time, I kind of get it. 100%. Yeah. And weirdly, the Timberwolves handled this really well. They suspended him. He needs to be suspended. You can't just punch a teammate. Yeah, they can't just go. I they did the right things. Tim Connolly, Chris Finch, both came out and said it's on. It's unacceptable. We can't be doing that. Now the big question will be like, does Ant or Cat are they asked on it at all? How do they answer? Because I don't think we've really heard anything. Those two have, and I think this is good. And I wonder if this is a team thing. They've just kind of kept their mouth shut and like let's move on. We got a play in game to focus on, kind of deal. Because I. I don't know. I think this is going to be an interesting development because, again, as we've talked about, the Wolves need Rudy Gobert in this game. And for them not to have him tonight, now he could be available if they have to play New Orleans again or Oklahoma City, depending on who wins that first play-in game. But this would be a, this would be a big development. So let's go back now to the Laker game. They tip off at 9 tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were wondering who the heck is going to guard Anthony Davis. Now, the first theory I would like to, uh, the first hypothesis I would like to throw out is, I don't think it matters. AD is their, is the best Laker this year. He, yeah. That dude has been on an absolute tear since he was injured and came back, and he's been, and he torched he's been the, really good. He torched the Wolves even with Gobert in the lineup. So this is from the Timberwolves PR 12 hours ago. Okay. Questionable for the game tonight is Jalen Noel with left knee tendinopathy. Yep. And Carl Anthony Towns with the right calf strain. We know Carl's playing. Yeah. Okay. Out for the game, you were wondering about Luca Garza? No, he's out because of the two-way contract. Yep. Okay, Gobert's out for the suspension. McDaniels fractured his right hand. Nas Reed, a left scaphoid fracture. Sad Nas Reed. I know. And then something called Orion won a two-way contract. 
Oh yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, Matt Ryan. Um, so Carl's guarding him. That's who's guarding him. Yeah, but like when he comes, when Carl has to go to the bench at some point, who's guarding him? Mm-hmm. That's a. This goes to the immaturity of some of the things we were talking about. This ties in directly to our previous conversation, and then some. This has been an immature team. All season long, they complain about the officiating. They don't hustle back on defense. They punch teammates. They punch walls. They're immature, and it's and it's and it will. This is a direct biting of the hindquarters that and, happened because of it. And I get the Wolves are a young team, but that's I'm sorry, that's not an excuse anymore. They've been to the playoffs already. And by the way, Memphis it's not their first year playing basketball. Memphis is just as young of a team as the Wolves, and you know what Memphis has done in back to back seasons? Gotten the two seed. Right. I don't and yeah, I I don't and I like Chris Finch as a coach. I don't know how much this goes down on coaching. I don't know how much it just goes on the players needing to grow up, but I think based on now having two full seasons of work, I think the answer is a little bit of both. Um my yes, I don't disagree with that. My gut reaction always leads me in this when it comes to the Timberwolves anyway. I I was over the Thibodeau thing to use uh, to make yeah. a comparison. I was over that. That was clearly not a right fit. Um, I still believe that. Um, the Thibodeau thing, the Jimmy Butler thing, that was not the match that some of those t- some of those Timberwolves teams needed. Yeah. That being said, they weren't necessarily wrong that guys like Carl Anthony Towns need to buck up a little bit. Yeah. And um, they haven't. They haven't. Anthony Edwards is is a still a very immature basketball player, just as far as understanding what's happening around him and understanding a moment. Now he's got big, emotionally he seems mature, but in terms of like basketball, ability, IQ, yes. Yeah. And Carl, we that's Carl's Achilles' heel. He cannot, he can't keep it together. Mm-hmm. He can't as good as he is. So these are all things that just need to. They need to change. You obviously hope that a coach changes that, but you got to remember a coach-player relationship in the NBA is not like a high school team. They're working together. That's not like a dictatorship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is not like do your job. One of your jobs is to be an adult as a player. You need to do it yourself. You have to. Mm-hmm. You don't need a babysitter anymore. High school kids do. Pros should not. Exactly. So, one last thing to mention is that the Minnesota Twins are in action tonight. They, of course, lost to the Chicago White Sox 4-3 to yesterday. I'm not freaking out about it. The Twins face Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Came up second in Cy Young voting last year. Almost no hit the Twins in September, if we remember that. Was one out away until Luis Arais uh, got one hit. But... Twins were able to get three runs. Uh, Kenta Maeda pitched fine outside of that three-run home run he gave up. But still, uh, when you look at the Twins' pitching rotation, I know Maeda gave up four runs, and I know Mally gave up four runs yesterday. But when you look at this as an overall unit, if you're pitching staff, if the back end of your starting rotation gives up four runs in six innings, I'm not saying that's ideal. But it's a lot better than Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer gave up four runs in three innings. And the Twins are playing the White Sox, who seem a little dysfunctional and a little out of sorts. And Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton both weren't in the lineup yesterday. They faced Lance Lynn today. Pablo Lopez back onto the hill. I'm a lot more confident in this Twins team. I'll chalk up that first one as a loss. That's a schedule loss. You're playing a really good pitcher. 
that's not there's not much you can do about that. The next two games, though, will be important. If the Twins lose the next two games, either or, then I'll be like, ah, wait, you know, bad series, bad series. Especially considering they go to New York in a couple days to play the Yankees in a four-game set as well, just in case you wanted to know that as well. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, April 11th.